You're listening to a Philly Sports Nation production. Enhancing your Philly sports experience. What's going on, Eagles Nation? Welcome to the latest Birds Banter podcast presented to you by PHL Sports Nation. And we're really excited today. It's almost the start of the 2019 football season. Week one is just a few days away when the Redskins are coming into Lincoln Financial Field at 1 p.m. to face the Eagles. It's going to be a great game. Uh, it's the beginning of the fourth year of the Wentz and Peterson era in Philadelphia. We're excited to see Wentz back on the field as well as a lot of other players. So we're going to get into an in-depth look at what we're going to be watching for this game and some bold predictions. So, Logan, um, what do you see about the Redskins? What should the Eagles look out for? And uh, where do you see their weaknesses on the roster? Yeah, so the first thing you always got to look uh, for is the quarterback position. So the Redskins will be going with Case Keenum at quarterback instead of first-round draft pick Dwayne Haskins. I think that's kind of something we've expected all along. Um, Keenum's obviously had more experience than Haskins, so they're going to roll with him. Um, as we know, Keenum did have a stellar year in 2017 with the Vikings. He led them to the NFC Championship game before obviously getting blown out by the Eagles. In 2018 with the Broncos, though, he definitely had a pretty tough year. He threw for four less touchdowns and just um, two less games started and had eight more picks with 15 interceptions total, so he clearly took a step back. It's kind of like 2017 was a blip in the radar for him instead of that really being the truth about him. I think what he did last year is kind of more who Case Keenum is as a quarterback. And um, – with the Redskins, he's really going to have a lot um, lesser receivers to throw to. He won't have an Emmanuel Sanders or um, a Demarius Thomas instead. He'll pretty much have Paul Richardson as their number one target. I mean, Richardson's a good receiver, but he's not really who you want to bank on as your number one. They do have Jordan Reed, who was limited today um, in practice, but he's really struggled getting back on the field um, with a concussion. You know, he's kind of had those injury issues in the past, and so it's been tough for him to really get back in the flow of things, which um, obviously is un- unfortunate for the Eagles. Um, kind of bodes well for their defense. They'll be going with Donald Penn at left tackle with Trent Williams holding out, along with Eric Flowers at uh, left guard. So that's really a point of weakness for the Eagles to attack. That left side of the line is looking pretty weak. So um, guys like Fletcher Cox and Derek Barnett in his return will be able to really feast. They'll also be going with Darius Geis, a running back, who um, will be playing his first NFL game after tearing his ACL prior to the start of last season. Um, let's see. They did use the first round on him, and they – uh, really do like him. So um, they're going to use him really as much as uh, he's able to handle. So he does – he is a guy that Eagles kind of have to look out for. They're going to feed him, really see what he's able to do. On defense, they do have Landon Collins, who's making his first start. But for me, I'm kind of looking out more for Ryan Kerrigan. He's a serious throw on the edge. And um, Lane Johnson himself said he isn't looking forward to going against him. So he's definitely going to pose some problems. But all around, the Redskins don't really pose too much of a threat for the Eagles, though there are, like, some spots where they do have to watch out. Yeah, for sure. In comparison to the Eagles roster, I don't really see any true weapons that the Redskins have. And I heard on the radio a couple weeks ago, the host was saying how this game against the Redskins is essentially a preseason game, how the rosters pretty much don't match up. And we have a clear advantage moving forward, especially in in this week. And uh, I think it'll be important for us to take advantage of the Redskins offensive line and exploit that and hopefully get a quick uh, start and go from there. 
Yeah, I think the Redskins are definitely not a really good matchup against the Eagles. The Eagles are two-score favorites against them, but it shouldn't be taken lightly at all. It's still an NFL game. Eagles are having a bunch of different pieces um, coming together on this offense and defense that you got to make sure everything is going to bind together well. But the thing that I'm really most looking out for on the Redskins team is that left side of the offensive line, like Logan mentioned. They brought in Donald Penn, who's 36 years old, I believe. They just brought him off the uh, streets just because Trent Williams wasn't going to report to the Redskins because he wants a new deal, or he doesn't want to be with the team anymore, I'm sorry. And they have Eric Flowers at left guard, so really a big weakness on that side. So whoever's going to be there, whether it be uh, Malik Jackson or Fletcher Cox next to Derek Barnett, should have a great game. Um, definitely getting into a case Keenum a lot. And Keenum is experienced. Like we said, he's been in the NFL for a while. But it should be no problem handling him. Uh, 2017 was really a bizarre case of his success. But I think that was largely attributed to having Stephon Diggs, Adam Thielen, Kyle Rudolph, weapons like that on the offense, where the Redskins this year do not have anything like that. So shouldn't be a problem handling Case Keenum. And they saw him in the NFC Championship game. They know what he's about. And it was no problem in that game. Yeah, for sure. I think um, if Jordan Reed isn't able to play, that's going to really hurt um, Keenum's ability to really do anything. Because at least with Reed, you have a guy who can kind of dink and dunk, have a safety net to throw to if uh, the Eagles get pressure on him, which is going to happen considering the left side of the line, like what we touched on. Another thing to look out for, though, is um, Doug Peterson did say he expects Josh Norman to shadow Alshon Jeffrey. So it might be a little tough sledding for Carson Wentz to get the ball over to Jeffrey. Um, Obviously, as um, Sean's going to get into in a little bit, the Eagles have so many weapons that they brought into this offseason that that shouldn't really impact them too much. But that is something to look out for because Norman is one of the best corners in the league. And obviously, any time he's on uh, one of your best receivers, you have to be a little wary forcing the ball to him if you don't have to. Yeah, for sure. It'll be important for us to take over that Redskins offense and pretty much create pressure on Keenum all game long. And now let's move into the next topic, which is some quick facts on the Eagles and their acquisitions this offseason, which include wide receiver Deshaun Jackson, uh, as we acquired him for a 2019 six-round pick and signed him to a three-year contract through 2021. And he's a great downfield receiver with speed who previously played for the Eagles and had much success. So that was a very exciting signing. And we added defensive tackle Malik Jackson as we signed him to a three-year contract through 2021. And he has also had a lot of success earlier in his career. And he'll be a threat on the defensive end this season. We also signed free agent linebacker LJ Fort to a three-year contract through 2021, which really solidifies that uh, position on the field and hopefully will create a lot of depth this season. Uh, sign, we signed free agent strong safety Andrew Sandejo to a one-year contract who previously played for the Vikings and had much success with them as a talented player on the back end of the defense. We also added defensive end Vinny Curry to a one-year contract through 2019 who previously played with the Eagles as well and is a force to be reckoned with on the defensive line as he will look to get through opposing offensive lines all season long. And we also re-signed free agent tight end Richard Rogers to a two-year contract through 2020, although he was just placed on IR and will miss the entire season once again. And a few more moves included uh, trading a conditional 2026 round pick for running back Jordan Howard and trading a 2019 seventh round pick for defensive tackle Hassan Ridgeway as both these players will look to make an immediate impact on both offense and defense. We exercised the option 
fifth-year option on Carson Wentz's rookie contract and re-signed him to a large four-year extension through 2024. And he will be our quarterback for the long-term future, which is amazing and great to hear, as he has already had a lot of uh, fantastic seasons, a few fantastic seasons with the Eagles, and will look to do the same this year, as he hopes to stay healthy the entire season, which would be key to success. Uh, we signed inside linebacker Zach Brown to a one-year contract through 2019, and another great piece on in the linebacking core, which will help us significantly. We signed draft choice four-year contracts to running back Miles Sanders, wide receiver J.J. Arthega Whiteside and defensive end Sharif Miller, as we also signed draft choice tackle Andre Dillard to a four-year contract. And hopefully all these young pieces can prove to be great additions this season and lead us to another fantastic year. And lastly, we signed defensive back Jonathan Cyprian to a one-year contract extension through 2019, signed Josh McCown as a backup QB for the first few weeks with the injuries of Nate Sudfeld and Cody Kessler. And here's hoping that they all can make an impact and uh, lead this team to victory. Yeah, one thing I want to point out is Sean just had a really long list of all of these acquisitions over the offseason. Howie Roseman and the team were super busy. And the thing that stands out is each one of these players are going to make an impact. And there's something good to say about each and every one. All the way from you know a great running back like Jordan Howard to a backup quarterback like Josh McCown. Everyone has success already in their career. Eagles aren't taking risks on anyone. They're just building an extremely talented roster, and we're going to see it all come into play this Sunday. And I'm I'm most excited about seeing this new offense because it's going to look so much different than last season. Obviously, you got guys like Alshon Jeffrey and Zach Ertz back, but Carson Wentz is going to be healthy. We didn't see him towards the end of the season. The whole running back group is going to look completely different. Um, offensive line is coming back healthy, and they're one of the best in the league, as we know. So it's going to be fantastic seeing this. I hope they come out electric and they're going to um, give the Redskins defense some problems, but just a great off season and we get to see it all come into play on Sunday. Yeah, there's definitely a lot to be excited about with all those moves, like uh, Sean said, but for me, I'm most looking forward to seeing the running game because that's what's going to make Carson Wentz's life so much easier. Obviously he has all those um, receivers to throw to, but really it's a running game that's just going to allow him to hand the ball off, really loosen up the defense. So then he does have more um, open pockets to throw and more open receivers to throw to. The leading rusher from last season with the Eagles isn't even on the team anymore, so it's kind of a testament to what Wentz had to do with last season in terms of what was on the offense. Now looking uh, to this year where you have Jordan Howard, who's averaged 1,000 yards um, per season over the last three years. you got Miles Sanders, who I'm not saying he's the next Saquon Barkley, but if you look at his final year stats at Penn State compared to um, Saquon Barkley, those stats are pretty similar. So it's not like Miles Sanders is going to be any pushover. Any touch that he gets on Sunday really is um, a risk to the Redskins' defense of taking it to the house. I'm really looking forward to really the first time we're going to see the running backs in cohesion with Wentz and just how it works and um, how it's going to make his life so much easier. Yeah, all these moves are certainly exciting. And for the running game to have success, it'll be crucial for the offensive line to stay healthy. And that leads into the next topic, which is an injury report for Sunday's game. As I will go down the list again, defensive tackle Fletcher Cox is questionable with a foot injury. Cornerback Ronald Darby is questionable as he is still recovering from a torn ACL. Outside linebacker Nigel Bradham is questionable with a hand injury. QB Nate Sudfeld is still out with a wrist injury and did not practice this week. Tight end Dallas Goddard is questionable with a calf injury. 
Wide receiver Deshaun Jackson is questionable with a finger injury but is expected to play. Richard Rodgers was placed on IR, as previously mentioned, and out for the season. Cornerback Jalen Mills was placed on the pub list or physically unable to perform on September 1st. And defensive end Aziz Shatu was placed on IR as well with a head injury. Whereas cornerback Cravon LeBlanc was placed on IR on September 2nd with a foot injury right after the Eagles signed him to a one-year contract extension through 2020. And a few more players to include were Jason Kelsey was limited due to rest this week. Derek Barnett limited with a shoulder injury, Brandon Brooks limited with Achilles injury, and Rudy Ford, young player, limited with an Achilles injury. Yeah, and really the only players we won't be won't be seeing that could make an impact on the field is Craven LeBlanc and Camus Grugier Hill. All these guys are expected to play, including uh, you know, Cox, Derek Barnett, Ronald Darby, Brandon Brooks, and uh, the one that stands out the most is Brandon Brooks. He tore his Achilles back when they lost to the Saints in the playoffs, which was back in January. And that's a long recovery. That's a pretty serious injury. And he's going to be back on the field in September. He's been practicing in the offseason. First, he was just, you know, walking through drills, try to stay with the team and, you know, keep a spot on the offensive line. But previously, he's been actually running through drills and doing individual drills himself. So it's fantastic to see his progress and for him to you know, possibly even play week one is fantastic. The Eagles were going to play Big V over at right guard to fill the void, but Brooks is looking pretty good, and I hope that he can, you know, step in and not miss a beat, and hopefully he can, his Achilles will hold up and they're not rushing him back into it, but I trust that Doug Peterson won't put a star player out there with a risk of re-injuring him. So um, it's exciting to see all these guys coming back to full health because last year was crazy with all the injuries. So. Uh, glad to see these uh, great progress, and we'll be seeing Craven LeBlanc and Camus Grugier Hill soon enough. Yeah, definitely. Um, in terms of uh, some of the bigger names, like you said, Brandon Brooks, Fletcher Cox, Ronald Darby, Nigel Bradham, really sounds like Brandon Brooks is kind of the most pessimistic in terms of playing Sunday. Um, Cox, uh, uh, Bradham, and Darby all fully practiced today, so they should be good to go on Sunday, barring any setbacks. But for Brooks, I mean, Week one is eight weeks post Achilles injury, which typically with a torn Achilles, you want to give it a full 12 months. Usually players don't go the full 12 months, usually come back in nine months. But if there is even the slightest risk of him re-injuring that um, Achilles, which I suspect there is because of the timetable, I would prefer the Eagles go on the side of caution just because they do have Big V behind them, who they clearly um, really like. Uh, he's had a good offseason. He's shown that He's he's doing well in uh, making the switch from the left side to the right side of the offensive line. So in terms of Brooks, I wouldn't bank on him playing. Maybe he plays, but if it's me, I'm going on the safe side. I don't want to risk losing him for even more time, especially against a team like the Redskins, where they have a, um, a feasible back than Big V. So if it's me, I, I would probably hold Brooks out for Sunday. Yeah, I totally agree. Better safe to be st- sorry, especially in week one where it's a team where you clearly have some advantages over and Big V can fill in that spot uh, and do well. And now let's take a look at some of the matchups to keep an eye on that favor the Eagles, which would be their defensive line up against the Redskins offensive line, as we alluded to earlier, how they can pretty much get in there, uh, get some pressure on Case Keenum, and make it a tough game for him all game long and hopefully force some turnovers. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey certainly has a tough matchup against Josh Norman on the outside, but that will also open up some opportunities for tight ends Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard 
in one-on-one matchups, and hopefully they can create some space, get open in the middle of the field, and Carson Wentz can hit him in stride, hopefully for a couple of touchdowns here and there. And then I, th- I believe the other receivers will also have big games against the Redskins secondary and truly exploit them all game long. Yeah, Alshon Jeffrey is going to have the most attention because Josh Norman is the clear-cut best defensive back on that field. Uh, Landon Collins is solid, but he's not going to be you know, looking to shadow a big receiver like Jeffrey. So it's going to open up so much opportunity for a guy like Nelson Aguilar, Zach Ertz. They're going to use a ton of two tight end sets with um, Ertz and Goddard on the field at the same time as they have been hinting to all offseason. So getting both of them involved, the Redskins don't have the defense to guard both of them. So one of them are, is going to have a great game. Um, and you also have other weapons like J.J. Ortega-Whiteside and even Matt Collins. He was pretty solid his rookie year. And he's coming back. He's supposed to be fully healthy and ready to go. So having him as your fifth wide receiver gives them so many options if Alshon Jeffrey can't get anything going. So uh, Wentz should have no problem dealing the ball out, not to mention all the running backs that they have in the backfield. So it should be a great offensive game. Yeah, for sure. On the offensive side of the ball, I'm really not too worried about any of the matchups just because the Eagles are that much superior to the Redskins defense. But on the defensive side, the run defense is going to really come ready to play because they're going to feed Darius Geist, whether it works or not, remains to be seen. But last year, like we saw, the second the Eagles defense let up just a little bit, Adrian Peterson ripped off a 92-yard touchdown. So not saying that's going to happen this game, but they do have to come ready to go because if the Redskins are able to control the pace and slow down the clock and just feed the ball to Geist and work their way down the field, tire out the Eagles defense, that could pose some problems for them. So that's something they're going to have to be uh, really careful of just because you don't want to risk losing control of the game on your home field because the moment you do it's pretty tough to overcome and we saw last season when the Eagles lost control of a game is really tough for them to get it back obviously it's a new team now but um they just have to be careful especially against the run because Darius Geist is a capable running back we haven't seen what he's able to do in the NFL yet but who knows maybe he does uh get get off to a good start so the run defense better come ready to go and uh, shut down Darius Geist. Yeah for sure I think it's critical that the Eagles cannot afford to take even one play off and on the offensive side, pretty much uh, get going and keep their foot on the gas all game long as you don't want to uh, rest or sit back. Even though it's the Redskins, it's important to have a strong first week one of the NFL season. And just to add a quick fun fact, the last time the Eagles faced off against Washington in week one was on September 10th, 2017, as they defeated them by a final score of 30-17 to on the road and went on to win Super Bowl 52 that season. So here's hoping that they can find success in this game and begin another magical season starting this Sunday. Yeah, that was a great game and a great start to the season. Uh, definitely want to replicate that success because it was all around a great game on offense and defense and really the emergence of Carson Wentz as a star quarterback. And one thing I want to mention about the Eagles uh, going into this game is they acquired Zach Brown, the linebacker from the Reds, or he was previously with the Redskins, a free agent linebacker this offseason. But uh, he's going to be back with the Eagles he's going to be starting because they are missing Camus Grugier Hill so he's going to fill the void there um, as the inside linebacker and I think he's going to do a great job and he's kind of got that uh, revenge mentality against them and not to mention Deshaun Jackson spent time with the Redskins um, a couple seasons ago so he's coming home to the Eagles but he's also playing against his former team so there's going to be a lot of emotions there and uh, so I think on the offensive side, Deshaun Jackson is going to have a lot to be fired up about, as well as Zach Brown kind of feeling that he was unwanted in Washington. We know that their defense isn't that good, and they couldn't keep around 
one of the better linebackers in the league. So uh, he's definitely going to be one to feast, and he's very good against the run. So hopefully he can shut down guys like Peterson and Geis all game long. Yeah, Deshaun Jackson said after practice today that he's um, obviously very excited to get back on the field. He's looking forward to hearing all the reactions from the fans. Another thing that I'm kind of interested in seeing um, is who the Eagles decide to make as um, a quote-unquote healthy scratch. So obviously Sudfeld, Camus, and Mylotta are um, all going to be out, but they can only uh, put 46 guys on the field for a game. You can have 53 uh, men on the roster, but for an active game, you can only have 46. So personally, I would suspect uh, guys like Rudy Ford, Sharif Miller, and Nate Herbig, if um, Brooks is out or uh, Brooks plays, um, will be scratched as well. Um, I also want to see uh, if the Eagles decide to bring up another tight end because they only have two on the roster. Doug Peterson did hint at potentially bringing up one of the practice squad guys, either Josh Perkins or Alex Ellis. So the Eagles do have a few more interesting roster moves to make before the game Sunday. The roster in general is set, but in terms of what they decide to do on Sunday specifically, it's definitely something that I'm interested in, interested in, in uh, seeing uh, exactly what they want to do. Yeah, they only have 52 men rostered on this uh, team right now, and Obviously, tight end, they only have two rostered, so they're probably going to look to add one. I would imagine it would be um, after a week or two, but now with this open spot, they might try to activate Ellis or Perkins. But also the cornerback group with um, Craven LeBlanc going on the IR and Jalen Mills on the pup, they only have four cornerbacks, and they're solid, but they all have an injury history, and um, the safety group is pretty deep, and you can you know slide some of those guys down a little bit, but not any of them can be a long-term solution at a cornerback if injuries happen. So hopefully, maybe not before week one, but in the near future, they're going to bring someone in like Orlando Skandrick that they had around during the uh, offseason to, you know, fill in the void in case an injury happens and not have to move around the secondary so much as in last year. Yeah, one yeah. thing um, uh, one thing Doug Peterson did mention is uh, they could use Andre Dillard at tight end some, but as uh, uh, run blocking specialist so that would allow them to bring in another cornerback if they wanted to obviously it's Wednesday so it's a little tight to bring in one now unless it were Orlando Skandrick but he did uh, visit with the Texans so who knows maybe he ends up being off the market so I do agree having four cornerbacks is pretty thin considering what happened last season so the way the way the roster is uh, constructed they definitely have some more room where they can bring in another guy from the outside and he can help out um, the injuries that they have right now. They have a few guys who could be IR candidates, but they haven't quite put them on there yet. So um, it's definitely interesting. Um, but, yeah, we'll see what they do. There's a few things they could do, do before Sunday with the roster. Yeah, definitely. It'll be interesting to see what Doug Peterson decides to do, whether he brings in another uh, guy in this, from the secondary or adds a tight end as a backup for Goddard and Leading to our next point is the keys to success for the Eagles this Sunday. And as I mentioned earlier, first would be getting pressure on the Redskins' offensive line and setting the tone in that way by pressuring Case Keenum early and often, forcing some turnovers along the way and in hopes of making it a really long day for Case Keenum at the helm of the Red for the Redskins. And another one would be for the special teams to have a solid first outing and Really, really important for Jake Elliott to convert on all of his field goals, most specifically 40 yards and under, where he has pretty much struggled uh, in that area in previous seasons. So it'll definitely, he'll definitely need to be consistent all season long in that area of the field and, of course, make all the extra points. Yeah, good points there. If Case Keenum has pressure on him the entire game, the Redskins have zero chance of winning this game because 
Keenum, he's an experienced quarterback, but he's not smart like other quarterbacks in the league and can make other plays by himself. And it doesn't help that he doesn't really have a good supporting cast around him. The running backs are solid, but the wide receivers won't help him that much at all. And with Jordan Reed, might not even play. So uh, really not going to help him at all. And he's not mobile. He's not going to escape the rush. And the thing that really comes back to me when I think of Case Keenum is when uh, the second drive of the NFC Championship game, Chris Long gets the pressure on him, you know, messes up his motion a little bit, then Patrick Robinson gets the interception. It rattled him for the entire game. He couldn't elude any pressure from Chris Long. So um, it would be super important to keep that pressure going the entire game because he won't be able to respond to it. And the offensive line around him isn't going to be great week one, so the Eagles have to take advantage of it. Um, my key to success is having the entire offense involved the entire game because like we mentioned before, this should be an easy matchup for the Eagles. Obviously, you can't take it lightly, but um, they need to pull everything together. The entire offense hasn't been together um, all offseason because you got guys like Aguilar and Jeffrey missing some time in training camp. You had Hollins missing sometimes. Peter's taking some days off because of his age. Uh, Lane Johnson was missing the uh, training camp in OTA, or um, not OTAs, but preseason because of his injury um, among others and Wentz didn't play in the preseason so bringing all these players together is going to be important to see how it all meshes together so I would like to see um, how they're going to involve everyone J.J. Ortega, Whiteside, Miles Sanders and Jordan Howard the big names that are coming into the offense because we know what Deshaun Jackson is going to bring we know what he can do but how are these new players going to contribute to the offense and how is a guy like Dallas Goddard and Matt Collins going to develop into a bigger role if need be. So get everyone the ball. Um, don't just target Zach Ertz uh, 15 times this game and hope that he's going to win the game for you. Get Dallas Goddard as many looks as Ertz. Get J.J. Ortega-Whiteside as many looks as Nelson Aguilar. Get everyone involved because it's going to pay dividends later in the season when you got to figure out who's who can I trust with this deep ball right now. You're going to have that experience in week one when you're able to, you know, shoot the ball out because you have a weak matchup on defense. So that should be a good game plan. It should be an easy win. Set the tone for the entire offseason, and they'll dominate if they get everyone involved on this offense. Yeah, Sunday's kind of the first look at the master plan for Doug Peterson, um, Harry Roseman, and Carson Wentz, considering they really held out most of the guys for the majority of the preseason. We didn't see Carson Wentz once in the preseason, as you said, Matt. So it's really going to come down to if what they decided – to do in terms of only practicing and not playing in games is really enough. Um, I suspect it will be just because these guys have pretty much for the most part played together already and they've gotten a ton of reps in practice. So I don't think there'll be too many issues. Um, but like I said, it's really going to be the first look at whether the way the Eagles decided to handle this um, works or not. Uh, for me, my key to success is first quarter scoring. Uh, last year, that was a really poor part of the offense. Uh, they scored just 3.2 points for a game in the first quarter. Last season, which was second worst in the league in comparison, in 2017, fast starts were something the Eagles thrived on. They are one of the highest scoring teams in the first quarter. Um, so the Redskins don't really have the firepower to keep up. So if the Eagles come out hot, make a statement early, it'll be a wrap from there. The game will be over. Say the Eagles come out 14 nothing, really put their um, foot on the Redskins' throat. It's it's going to be tough for them to really even get back up and make a fight against the Eagles. So I think... Um, if they come out firing, come out really strong and show that they're the better team, they're the dominant team, it should be smooth sailing for the Eagles and they should have a pretty easy victory. Yeah, and back to Matt's point, due to the fact that a majority of the starters missed the preseason due to injuries, 
I think this first game will be kind of a feeling out process where you can test the waters, see what works, see what doesn't work, and then go from there all season long. And like you said, Logan, if they get out to a fast start, jump on the Redskins quick, I think the link will be rocking and it'll be electric. There's no way the Redskins will be able to come back from that. So it'll be crucial to get on the school board first, of course, and just go from there with uh, the best possible plays called by Doug Peterson. Yeah, when you look at the Eagles' offenses between 2017 and 2018, like Logan mentioned, the uh, first quarter efficiency was definitely different. But another thing to point out was the third down conversion rating because in 2017, they had one of the best in the league, if not the best at some points. And that's what separated them from other teams because when some other teams would get into third and long situations, it was almost guaranteed that they would be punting the ball next uh, or kicking a field goal next down. But the Eagles, they could be third and 15, and Wentz would make something happen and get them the first down, keep the offense moving, putting more points on the board. In 2018, that was not the case at all. They rare, they really struggled. So um, this is not really a key to success for this game, but the entire season. Practice, who's going to be helping you out on third downs, whether it be a big guy like Ertz in the middle or maybe even your new running backs. The Doug Peterson likes to run the ball on third and long situations because defenses don't expect it. Whenever they think that's going to be a definite pass play, he likes to run it. They have so much versatility with the running back. So it's just something to practice and get used to in week one to set the tone for the entire season because third down conversion rating has got to improve in order for them to you know compete this season but go into the playoffs and try to fight for a Super Bowl. Yeah, I think the third down conversion thing kind of somewhat rests upon the health of Wentz. So in 2017, obviously completely healthy, uh, moving around a ton in the pocket, really able to do whatever he wanted. Where last year, he was kind of a little less confident, a little more hesitant on maybe escaping the pocket and making a tough throw or trying to run for a first down. Um, dating back to 2017, like we talked about the first game against the Redskins, um, that first touchdown they scored, that was a third and 12 play where Carson Wentz ran back and forth in the pocket like three or four times and eventually created space to throw the ball downfield to Nelson Aguilar. So that's kind of a, a good example of, what's able to happen when Carson Wentz is healthy on third down, he'll have the confidence to maybe do something that he wasn't previously comfortable with last year with injury. And he'll just be able to go in now and be confident, know that, um, all right, I'm not going to get hurt doing this. I feel good with my knee. I feel good with my back. I'm sure make something happen, make a play and uh, hopefully we'll convert. And when he's healthy, we've seen that he's able to do pretty much anything that he wants to be able to do to do. Yeah. I think Wentz will definitely be more comfortable with his status this season, heading into the year as uh, he had a good offseason, rehabbed a little bit, and pretty much got got set with uh, his all his injuries. So he's now good to go. And I think he'll be a little more mobile as well and pretty much show his elusiveness by getting out of potential sacks and making an incredible play or pass. So looking forward to that, I think we'll have a great 2019 season and another, and we'll be able to improve upon our third down conversion rate. Yeah, the big thing is confidence because Carson Wentz had that uh, ACL injury even going into 2018. He wasn't fully healthy at some point, so he had that in his mind. His back was hurting him since they played the Vikings. Uh, one player said he like could barely even sit down on the bench because his back was hurting him so much. So he went to play multiple weeks after that. So having the confidence in his body, in his play, and Eagles just inked him to one of the biggest deals in NFL history. So he has that going for him. He knows that he has the trust, so he should be fine. Um, before we th- 
wrap things up, we're going to give you guys a couple bold predictions and score predictions for week one of the NFL season. Um, my bold prediction is Malik Jackson and Fletcher Cox are going to combine for at least four sacks on Case Keenum or maybe even Dwayne Haskins if Case Keenum can't handle it. Whoever's quarterback in the Redskins is going to get sacked four more times by this uh, duo of defensive linemen because the offensive line is not going to hold up against these two. These are Pro Bowl caliber players that are going to get to the quarterback and really Case Keenum can't elude anything from these big boys. So it's going to be a great game. They're going to have a field day and hopefully they'll, you know, force a couple fumbles. Uh, so I'm really excited to see that. And, you know, they still have Tim Jernigan behind them. So he's going to get involved, maybe even get a sack himself. So it's going to be a good day for the defensive tackles. Yeah, for sure. Uh, my bold prediction is the Eagles um, hold the Redskins to less than 225 passing yards. I think this is the coming out party for Sidney Jones. We've heard all offseason long about Sidney Jones and the the leaps he's made and um, just being confident as a player and now going out on the field and making plays happen. Uh, Doug Peterson named Sidney Jones as one of the outside starting cornerbacks. So clearly the Eagles have a ton of trust in him and really think that he's back to that form of where they drafted him in the second round where he should have been really a top 15 pick. So I think um, with Sidney Jones as one of the starters alongside Ronald Darby back on the field, Rodney McLeod will make his return after last year's torn ACL. I think the secondary is just going to thrive against a really poor um, Redskins team, Redskins offense, those receivers. And um, I think they're going to have a good day holding to less than 225 passing yards and really just get back to being um, that dominant secondary that they uh, once were. Yeah, that's starting cornerback trio is going to be Sidney Jones, Avante Max, and Ronald Darby if he's uh, healthy and ready to go. And one thing to point out, all these cornerbacks have dreads, and I don't think that anything's <laughs> more intimidating of Case Keenum looking at the uh, opposing defense and seeing three young, talented cornerbacks all rocking the dreads, and it's going to be a good game. They're going to uh, have some nice celebrations after some big plays. Yeah, for sure. Uh, go ahead. Yeah, so my uh, those are all great points, and my bold predictions for this game is that Alshon Jeffrey will reel in 10 receptions for over 100 receiving yards and score two touchdowns on the day. And despite going up against the Redskins' top cornerback, Josh Norman, I, I think he'll be able to create some space, get open, and uh, Wentz will certainly hit him in stride for a couple big gains and touchdowns. And I think he'll pretty much have a field day to open the season and pretty much open up an account to have a fantastic year once again for the Eagles, hopefully fully healthy as well. Oh, man, that is, that's a great bull prediction right there. I like that. Yeah, it's, it's, really <laughs> it's really interesting because since the uh, Alshon Jeffrey came to the Eagles, he's having a lot of uh, ridicule against him about, is he a wide receiver one for an NFL team? Because he was great with the Bears, but with the Eagles, he's been solid, but um, hasn't really proved to be matchup proof. And going against Josh Norman, that's going to be a tough matchup. But if he can manage to pull that off, the Eagles are going to be completely set at wide receiver. Um, obviously, we know what to expect with Jeffrey, but um, that'll be something. If he can do that against one of the top corners in the league, then um, I'm all for it. Yeah, we know Josh Norman loves to talk that trash. So I think uh, if Jeffrey puts up that stat line, uh, we're not going to hear from Josh Norman for a pretty long time. Um, I definitely don't doubt that Jeffrey's able to do that, though. Um, Considering those weapons, that would be a huge day for him. And if he's able to do that, Lord help those defenses that go against the Eagles for those 16 games. Because, my gosh. <laughs> and a scary sight to see, for sure. 
Yeah, definitely. All right, let's uh, transition to some uh, score predictions. So for me, I'm going with the Eagles 31, Redskins 9. As we've said pretty much all show long, the Eagles just are have too much firepower, just so superior to the Redskins. I really don't think it's going to be a game. I think the Eagles are going to come out hot. Um, they're really just going to dominate them from the uh, beginning and uh, get that uh, stadium rocking. You know, fans have been waiting for this game. It's been a very long time since we've seen the Eagles on the field getting ready to play for a game that actually counts. So it's going to be a great environment. I think the Eagles are going to go out there, dominate, and win 31-9. to Yeah, mine's very similar. 34-10 to in the Eagles' favor. I'm predicting uh, three touchdown passes, a rushing touchdown, and um, uh, two – uh, field goals by Jake Elliott. I think, sadly, I think he's going to miss one. But, uh, you know, I think they're going to put 34 on the board very easily and should be able to, you know, take some starters off the field in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and finally, my prediction, I think the Eagles will win this one easily by a final score of 35-7, to seven, and they'll get out really fast. The, the link will be rocking. They'll be playing the Rocky music. It's going to be an electric atmosphere. Fans will be very excited heading into this game and it's really been a long time coming since the preseason wasn't the most exciting based on all the injuries we had and not seeing the starters and pretty much knowing a good idea of who would make the roster this year. So I really think it'll be a great first game to open the season and back to Jake Elliott. He better be making all his field goals because <laughs> I got him in some of my fantasy leagues. So here's hoping that he'll have a great 2019 season. Yeah, speaking of fantasy, I want to thank Matt for uh, giving me Michael Thomas. I now have the most dominant team in our league. I do not see myself losing a single game. Where is your running backs? I have Saquon Barkley. I don't need another running back. I have (laughs) Marlon Mack. I got Duke Johnson. I got Devin Singletary. You know how high I am on him. So, I don't know, man. It's going to be tough for you guys in fantasy. You're going to be giving me a lot of money now. (laughs) (laughs) See how it goes, man. (laughs) Yeah, uh, all great points. We'd like to thank you guys for tuning in. We got a lot of content coming to you for this upcoming season. Um, hopefully, we're going to have a lot of wins to talk about and a lot of big matchups coming up in the upcoming weeks. So make sure you subscribe and never miss another Birds banter. And go, Birds. Go, Birds. <laughs>